all of it. All of it. Okay. Did you know that the only bird, the only bird in the world that will attack an eagle is a crow? Football guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> write that down. Write that down. I, did, I didn't know that. I did you guys know I that? I don't know if that's no, true. No, no. I don't even know if it's true, to be honest. Doesn't matter. Right. Football guy. He said it. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. It was pitch black. There was so much smoke. It was so heart-wrenching. This is a devastating what's happening in Hawaii right now, in Maui, and on the Big Island just to the south there. At least 36 people now are dead from these wildfires that just spread so quickly. It spread so quickly that a lot of those guys, a lot of those people that live down there, didn't even know there was a wildfire warning until after they started evacuating. That's when they got the call for it. This thing spurred up so quickly. There's guys riding around on, on bicycles and mopeds just screaming down the streets like, you got to go, you got to go, the fire's coming. That's Claire Kent. She was on ABC's Good Morning America today. She was one of the residents who was able to evacuate, many of them having to leave at a moment's notice. Some of them, Mike, even jumping into the water to escape the flames, getting pushed into the harbor area of uh, Lakena here in Maui it, to be able to uh, get away from these flames. Um, as of now, they're hoping that things will get a little bit better as far as the winds go. But for now, it's really still an issue of Hurricane Dora whipping up some of these issues. We're talking about 85 to 90 mile per hour wind gusts. It's dry in some areas. We're also hoping that these winds die down just a little bit so that we can get those wildfires contained right now because right now they are not contained. So there is concern about what that means for people here on Maui if those wildfires spread even farther. That's ABC's Gio Benitez. Just an unbelievable destruction. Apocalyptic is one of the words that uh, some have used to describe what has happened there and how bad this has gotten. Uh, and this is an area a lot of people know, Lahaina. I mean, this is an area where a lot of people have gone over the years, have spent time in. It's a very popular resort town. We know that there are three wildfires still burning here on Maui. You can smell it in the air. And that historic Lahaina town, it is just gone. You know, this is a place always so filled with joy, filled with aloha. But this morning here, there is extreme sadness, of course, over the loss of life. And a little bit more from Gio. You have this major tourist center, the heartbeat of Maui, you would call it, Lahaina Town, just gone. Uh, every boat that's in the harbor, that's gone. There's a famous banyan tree that's just beloved by tourists and locals alike. That's gone as well. Um, so this is going to take so much rebuilding. One local who escaped the fire, he told me Maui will never be the same. So now the issue is, okay, how do you get people out of there? Yeah. So you have uh, thousands that you're trying to evacuate. You have tourists that you're trying to evacuate. Meanwhile, you also have some people going in. You know, help is on the way, so to speak. So you have National Guard coming in. You have others coming into the state there and onto the island to offer assistance. And this isn't a very easy trek. It's not necessarily... Um, the easiest place to get in and out of a lot of those areas, of course, in some of these smaller uh, Hawaiian islands, that it's one road in, one road out type of deal. Yeah, well, not only that, but there's also only so many places you can go. This right. isn't like, you know, a a fire like we typically think about, where it's kind of an isolated incident and it spreads in one direction. There are multiple, as you heard Geo right. said, 
fires that that look like they're on the what the east part of the island as well as like two parts of the central island so there's no real place even to go around and it's not entirely you know the island isn't entirely a built-up city either so there are places that you just can't pack up and walk away I, right. I think about it like when you look at northern california like these fires are in the hills you can't go be like you can't get around mm-hmm. the hill mm-hmm. to get around the fire you can you have to go through it and that's what's really i kind of like horrifying when i think about what this is there's only 48 miles long and if fire's cutting off half that island and you have thousands of people on here there's just nowhere to go and that's one of the issues they've run into and why they this death toll is at 36 uh, one other thing that they are trying to do and this is it's nice to know that when, when there's tragedy and, and tragic incidents taking place that some businesses and whatnot can come together. All the airlines are increasing their capacity now, bringing in larger planes. Alaska's doing it, Southwest, United, American, Delta. They're all bringing in the biggest planes they can, and they have lower fares so they can get people off the island that need to get off. I mean, some of them leaving with nothing uh, because of this and others losing their homes. And not to look, you know, way down, you know, way ahead in the future, but, you know, even once you are able to return, if you call that home, you return to nothing. It's it's not like it's, you know, a centralized U.S. state where you can get help from, you know, Iowa or Minnesota right. or Illinois. You're kind of out there in the middle of the island. So even just getting those supplies, like it's going to be a monumental effort to build back. Yeah, and it'll never be the same. Maui will never be what it once was. It'll always rebuild, and hopefully sooner than later. But uh, from what it was a week ago to now, just devastating. 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coach speak. They all do it. Whether it's in the pros or in collegiate level or even in the rec leagues with your kids, coaches have a way with words, right? Greg yeah, Pancake so uh, something interesting happened on the uh, episode of Hard Knocks. Like it, it yesterday, or I'm sorry, yesterday it debuted, correct? Yeah. So it just took me by surprise that as you intro, Eric, that yeah, there is something called coach speak, and if you're a NFL. Coach, you sure are a football guy. Indeed. So let's try to get down to it. What Coach Robert Sala said. What does every good coach have? They have an attention grabber. So this is how this meeting started. You can take your pens out on this one. This is a life lesson for everybody. For everybody. Football guy. Okay, so that's how we start, right? Lesson for everybody. So get your notes out. Get ready to go. So this is how... Coach Sala leads the meeting. And I was thinking about you guys. I was thinking about you guys. I was thinking about all the excitement surrounding us, man. All of it. All of it. Okay. Did you know that the only bird, the only bird in the world that will attack an eagle is a crow? Football guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> write that down. Write that down. I, did, I didn't know that. I did you guys know I that? I don't know if that's right. true. No, no. I don't even know if it's true, to be honest. Doesn't matter. Right. Football guy. He said it. So that's that's where we go. So, uh, Coach, can you elaborate just a little bit? I will perch on the eagle's back and peck at its neck. So rather than fight back and tearing a crow to pieces like it can, the eagle spreads its wings and it soars as high as it possibly can. It keeps going and going and going as high as it can. And the higher the eagle flies, the harder it is for the crow to breathe. Football guy. Okay, so are we genius? the crow coach or are we the eagle in this case? And are they going to space? 
depending who you are. Uh, so we elaborate, get a little bit of an explanation from Coach. Guys, we got a great deal of hype around us. We do. All kinds of expectations. And with great expectations, we know that there's going to be a whole lot of people, a whole lot of crows expecting us to fall on our face. All right, you can take your pens out on this one. This is a life lesson for everybody. Yes. For everybody. So, I mean. Crow. Football guy. So, okay. The crows are the expectations, which makes the players the eagles. So the jets. The jets are the eagles, <laughs> and the crows are the expectations. Are we square? Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I just, I just want to make sure. Football guy. All right. So finally, we bring bring it all to a to a close. A great deal of hype around us. We do all kinds of expectations, and with great expectations, we know. That there's going to be a whole lot of people, a whole lot of crows expecting us to fall on our face. Football guy. Okay, so um, <laughs> I think what coaches are trying to say is we're, the crows are on the back and we need to get rid of the crows by being the eagle and soaring higher. Yes. It makes a lot more sense than what my football coach said in high school. He says, in order to be on this team, you got to pass the three R's of school, reading, writing, and arithmetic. <laughs> and kind of just look around and say, oh, that's one. Football guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. Yep. Coach talk. Coach speak. There I'm hyped go. up. Are you guys hyped yeah, up? Yeah, I'm ready to run through. I'm ready, I'm ready to eat some crows or sail off like an eagle in a jet. Why not use like a jet analogy where you can blow through a crowd of birds, any crow or anything, because you're in a jet and it's going to be stronger and faster and can go to space. Football guy. That landed about <laughs> as well as the Robert Sala analogy did. So, well, fine. As long as I'm on equal standing. Thank you, Greg. 828 Wisconsin's Morning News. We'll check your headlines here in a minute. Football guy. We lost one of the most influential songwriters and rock band group members in the history of music this week. Robbie Robertson, co-founder of The Band, which is, I always thought that was so ironic, one of the most unique and interesting and creative writers, songwriters out there, and his group was called The Band. Uh, but, like, it's interesting. Robbie Robertson uh, passing away at the age of 80. This guy, you may not even know him, but I guarantee you know a lot of his music. Like, the band, there are multiple tunes. Uh, he did some solo work. He also played with Dylan. Um, he and Scorsese uh, collaborated. He did music and produced and helped with Scorsese. More than a dozen Scorsese films. This guy has just been everywhere. And I, the weight... Uh, which is probably what would you say his most popular tune, most well known so. yeah. tune, "The Weight." Yeah. Um, that song, like, there's certain songs in my life. There it is. There's certain songs in in your life that you at least bring you back to a place or remind you of something. And I have like maybe a handful of tunes in my life that I remember the first time I heard the song. Where do you this go? Is one of them, right? And where do you go? Where does it take you? Where does this one specifically? Yeah, take like where, where? I when I, the first time I heard this song, it wasn't even being played by the band. I was in a high school cafeteria, and my brother was playing drums for Nine Inch Nails, which is his high school rock band. They, they, this was their closer. This was the song they played in the Battle of the Bands that night. Was this song? And I was like, I was a freshman, and I was like, Oh my god! Oh, blew me away. Actually, then they did have an encore, but this was the, their whatever. <laughs> And uh, then I heard, you know, I found the band's CD at home, and I was, like, blown away by it. Just blown away by it. 
Um, and Robbie Robertson, then, you know, he did some singles, uh, some solo stuff that was pretty remarkable, too. Um, but not even just influential for, like, me or for, you know, music lovers, but, like, just in general, like, some of the stuff. I mean, even the... He, he mentions going down the Nazareth, Nazareth. That's the first line of that song. The band Nazareth named themselves. There it is. They're named after that lyric. That's why they chose that. That's why they're called Nazareth, <laughs> which is just because of this guy. And he's from Toronto, which is the other thing that's crazy. Not even from the state, from Canada. And he has like Who this like southern. Well, no, I guess you know what I mean. Like the style just doesn't yeah. sound. You don't think Toronto when yeah, you no. hear this music. No, not at all. Very folky. Um, so yeah, just a, one of my one of my all-time favorites, and I don't think a lot of people know the name. I know that music heads might know it, but a lot of people may not know the name, but just so influential. So rest in peace to Robbie Robertson, 80 years old. And you put the load right on Occasionally, we like to celebrate the average John or Jane who does something remarkable, so why not now? Yes. An everyday hero. Presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. This is when we celebrate the average John or Jane who had no idea that when they got up that morning, they would save a life. Okay. So this guy that we are praising today is from Saratoga County, New York. So they have a lot of rivers through this area, and they do a lot of whitewater rafting in this area. And this guy, his name is Devin Robarg. He was 18 years old, is 18. And News 10 tells the story of Devin Robarg. He's a brave civilian who quickly jumped into action. He saw two people with their inflatable boats flattened, t- stuck against a giant rock in the rapids and the people needing help. So there was a raft that was uh, wrapped around the rock, stuck from the water. There was a, uh, one of the customers had been uh, freed from the boat and was standing on top of the rock and uh, there was a younger girl that was stuck on the side and she was the one that was uh, trapped. So this stuff was roaring through. I mean, it, when the rivers are really going, it, it's, it's not something to be messed with. Anytime you're in fast moving water, you know, there's four thousand cubic feet of water per second coming down through this river so it's incredibly powerful yeah so very powerful in fact so when Devin first went out to try to get to this rock to help these people he couldn't even get on it he missed it so he had to get out of the water come back around and try to get to them a second time he made it the girl's uh, leg was pretty well stuck on the rock and I, I actually thought that her leg was broken because of the amount of water pressure that was on her leg. That's what's thank- the raft. Thankfully, her leg was not broken. He was able to assist with her and get her on the rock so she wasn't stuck there and, and having her so much pressure put on her. And then, thankfully, it, nearby, remarkably, police were doing some um, exercises anyway, just kind of going through some drills and whatnot. So they were able to get there with the right boats and help them. Uh, the business owner that holds those rafts says he knows Devin. He's going to celebrate him, and, and he's going to be honored. We definitely have a surprise coming from Devin. Uh, it's going to take about a week or so to get here, but he's, he's going to be taken care of. We're very proud of him. All right, so what about the people that were on there? We are worried about uh, the young woman whose leg may have been broken. Of course, there's a guy with her as well. Well, Devin had a report on that, and I thought this was interesting. This is from News 10. Listen to what they say about 
the woman involved. Devin says he is now close to the woman he helped save. She did not want to talk about it at this time, but he tells me she is okay, a little banged up, with no major injuries. Now, what does that mean? Wait, one more time. Devin says he is now close to the woman he helped save. <laughs> what is close to the woman he helped save me? We'll never know. Did he ask her to a movie, like, while on the rock? Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> so would you like to see Oppenheimer, perhaps, later on tonight? And was this news to her? Did she see this on TV and be like, well, wait, hold on. Hold on. I think you got the wrong idea, guy. All I did was text you once saying thanks. So we'll have to investigate to see if maybe wedding bells are in their future. The girl's uh, leg was pretty well stuck on the rock. And I, I actually thought that her leg was broken because of the amount of water pressure that was on her leg from the side of the raft. So now that your leg's okay, um, any interest in seeing Barbie? Devin says he is now close to the woman he helped save. She did not want to talk about it at this time. <laughs> Amazing. Everyday Hero, celebrated every Thursday, thanks to Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. You. Millions of birds. Bob Euchre was fantastic yesterday. Well, let's gonna bring back some of that audio. First, uh, sunny today, a high of 83. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, a low of 65. Heads up for tomorrow. Friday, scattered showers and storms are likely, especially late. Some of those songs, uh, storms could be strong to severe tomorrow. Heads up for that, a high of 86. Your forecast sponsored by Dave Dre Campaigning, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. Vince is back Monday, hopefully. He did injure himself water skiing. We'll get an update and bring that to you tomorrow. Uh, Eric Bill said along with Mike Spaulding. Thanks to uh, Adam Roberts for filling in for Debbie Lazga, who is back Monday as well. And thanks, as always, to Greg Pancake Hill for all of his help today. Uh, so yeah, so Bob Euchre was in rare form early yesterday. It was like the second inning and he was already just on point. A flock of birds just flew by our broadcast booth here. <laughs> they almost Wait. came all the way in. Yeah. Waiting on Tippy Hedron. She was in there too. <laughs> See her walking by here. We'll be in trouble. All right. So he continues to call the game and no other mention of Tippy until Lane finally says. So glad that I have Google because I had to Google Tippy Hedren and now I know she was in the birds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's that. And then he gets on this kick about bratwursts and whatnot. You like brats? Yes, I do. Usingers and baseball, 140 years in the sausage business. That's a long time to be making sausage. Isn't it, folks? 140 years. I wear brat skins for gloves during the offseason. Down low and away, and it's three and nothing now. Finger gloves, they call them. Really? Yeah. Just for the, you know, before it starts freezing. <laughs> yeah. And he likes them a little tacky. Likes a little the, the gloves to be a little tacky so he can grab things and hold stuff. So euchre. Phenomenal yesterday. Again, of course, Brewers are off today. They're back at it tomorrow. And thanks to Matt Arnold. So the general manager joins us every Thursday for Brewers 360 at 745. And we put him to the test. We had a couple of people texted about this. The game is called Immaculate Grid. 
and my kids play it all the time. Uh, ImmaculateGrid.com is the website. So there, it's basically a trivia game where you get nine chances to answer nine questions You know about any sport, really. It's uh, baseball, football, they do. I think they do some of the other ones. So anyway, we, we, we figured since he's the GM, he'd do well. And he, did, he got eight out of nine questions. Eight out of nine, so not bad. If you want to hear it or hear any of the podcasts, just text the word Vince to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. We'll send you the link. 855-616-1620, Old National Bank. Get old. It is 855 WTMJ. Now is next at the Wisconsin State Fair. Who, what, what politician they got this time? You got anyone rolling in there today? Well, they got a couple guests today. I know that uh, not a politician, but Dan Schaefer is going to be appearing All with right. them. Frequent WTMJ Nights guest host. Okay. I don't know who else, though. It's a surprise. That's a tease right there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Sandy and Steve are next. But first, business headlines. And business headlines are from the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. Shine Technologies of Janesville will lay off 59 people. The maker of medical isotopes for cancer treatments has plants in Janesville and Beloit. Waukesha County pickleball enthusiasts will soon have another court to consider. Arizona franchise Pickleball Kingdom is locking down a site in Brookfield with plans to open in early 2024. The spicy taco concept that debuted last year as a food truck has opened a brick-and-mortar restaurant in West Dallas. The spot is near Highway 100 and Greenfield Avenue. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.